0: Thanks for starting a new week with us here on ESPN UP, the sports pen with Tanner Hoops. Glad to have you along. Joined in studio by Mr. Tyree Smith out of ABC Ten. Kind of to give us some time here on Monday. What's up, Tyree?
1: Hey Tanner, how you doing, man? Good man. Good to have you here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's a summer day. Why would I not? It's spend a, summer it. day, summer a summer day. Summer day
0: in February.
1: Sunday summer day in February. Feels like Florida, man. Why would I not want to spend it?
0: Does it really feel like Florida? It's forty degrees not out. Not
1: even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little but bit. But this
0: is as close as it's felt to Florida in like eight months. Exa-
1: basically. Basically. Mm-hmm. Now when it gets to now when it get, rolls around June, maybe late May. That's when we start really feeling it. I'd be like. <sighs> Ah, summer. But right now I'm gonna take this little uh this little treat we got.
0: I am enjoying this. I'm enjoying the high thirties, low forties as if it was summertime here. Mm-hmm. The snow is melting a little bit. There we go. But we're gonna get the big snowstorm coming here at the end of the week, so we all know it's gonna balance out. Oh, we got a big snowstorm coming. From what I'm hearing. Rumor huh. has
1: it. Rumors. I don't like rumors, guys. Don't send rumors. That's going to make me sad.
0: I am blaming Tony Vogel, if that doesn't come true, one of the meteorologists here in ESPN-UP. He's the one that says we're getting snow later in the week. All right,
1: we're going to blame Tony. We're going to blame Ellie Morrison, too, the meteorologist over at ABC10. We're going to blame him, too,
0: folks. Oh, there you go. You got your own meteorologist? Yeah, yeah, we're going to blame
1: him. I'm going to blame him because he should be bringing us sunshine and and hugs, not uh, snow and... Frostbite. Sunshine and, and hugs. Sunshine
0: and hugs. Wow! There you Are go. You proud of that, Tyree. I'm I'm super proud of that. <laughs> I don't think the meteorologist controls what weather we get, though. Like, I don't think it'll be his fault if we get snow. It's just, will he report on us actually getting snow, or will he predict warm weather?
1: Well, I got to blame somebody, so I'm going to (laughs) blame him, all right? I'm going to blame Ellie because he should give me nice sunshine and hugs. He gives me neither.
0: Sunshine and hugs here in the sports pen on ESPN. (laughs) Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. lot to get to. We've got the new NFL CBA that might or might not go through, the Dwayne Wade documentary that came out last night was wonderful, and that was pertinent to us here uh, at ESPNUP. Plus, we had the biggest boxing uh, heavyweight fight since 2002. This weekend was a good one. Celtics, Lakers, and of course, a Zamboni driver at 42 years old stepped in and won a hockey game as a goalie. You see that? Did you see David Ayers, a 42 year old Zamboni driver. Really? He was there just there to work that night and then two goalies went down for the Carolina Hurricanes, and he had to strap on the pads and go play goalie for the rest of the game, and he won. Is that legal? It is legal. Really? You can have emergency goalies in hockey. And he was the emergency goalie? He was the emergency goalie. There was no third stringer. This team carried two goalies. They both got hurt, so this 42-year-old Zamboni driver that just came there to work Uh had to go strap on the pads and play goalie, and he stopped eight shots and won the game. Wow. How about that?
1: That is something. That's impressive. That's It's very impressive, but it's also out of the ordinary.
0: <laughs> it happened once last year with Scott Foster, and now we have it again with David Ayers, and it's like this trend that's starting now where guys are, they just show up not expecting to do anything. They're just there to do their nine-to-five jobs or whatever hours they were, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you've got a couple of these trends, and I was going to ask Tyree, although I know this is kind of, Maybe easier for you to answer, what would you do if you weren't in media? But I think I have a good idea of what you would do if you weren't in media. If I weren't in media... I'll be lacing up the cleats. That's what I was thinking. You know, And this kind of pertains to you, then, which is why I'm glad you're here. That's fair. I'm
1: only 22. So that it, but I turned 23 this week, Tanner.
0: Do you really? Yeah. It's your birthday this week? Yeah, 27. Man, what day? The 27th, what day is that? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Mm. Man, happy birthday, y'all. I
1: appreciate you, my man.
0: Shoot, we're going to celebrate this weekend. All right, we can do it. We can do it. Man, that's awesome. So 23 mm. as of this week. So mm-hmm. you've still got some juice left. you I still got something left. I got a lot hand.
1: of juice left. Folks, a lot of juice left. Listen, Patrick Mahomes, he's what? 24? I'm mm-hmm. younger than Patrick Mahomes, folks. I'm good. I'm good. I took a year off. My knees are still working. Oh, we good to go.
0: See, you've still got it. So, in the sense that, let's say, I'm trying to think of a local team here. And, you know, Northern, I think you've already exhausted your college eligibility, probably. <laughs> but if, like, the Packers, let's the total hypothetical, right. they lose every running back on their roster. So, at some point, they're like, hey, we're going to call up three hours to the north of us, and we need Need you to send down Tyree Smith and be our emergency running back. That's basically what happened on Saturday with the Carolina Hurricanes.
1: I can tell you, you probably won't see me the next few weeks. My body will be hurting, folks. Uh, Lambo is very cold, um, but I definitely would do it. That's awesome. I'm sure he was really happy.
0: How cool was it? He didn't get paid for it; like it was unpaid. But he said the guys are chipping in to give him a little, you know, a little something, something.
1: A little something. Didn't they win?
0: They did. Yeah, um, you better pay him. You better pay him. <laughs> pay that man his money.
1: Pay him a little money. Uh, not, 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 not too extreme. But maybe a paycheck that a goalie would get mm-hmm. for for a game.
0: So let me ask you this, Tyree. We just saw the emergency goaltender this weekend. Let's say that you're at Lambeau. You're shooting Packer highlights for ABC 10. Every Packer running back on their roster gets hurt. They say, is there a running back in the house? We need an emergency running back. And someone says, that guy shooting highlights on the 50-yard line used to play in college. They offer you a jersey. Would you do it?
1: A hundred and ten percent, folks. I will be able to tell my kids I played in the NFL. Wow. That's an experience. I better. So when I look up my name on Google, it better be Tyree Smith, former American football running back for the Green Bay Packers.
0: What if it was a December game, though, and the field is white blanketed with snow? No.
1: Um, I got a, uh, a bottle of leave, and then we're good to go. That's all you got to do. A bottle of leave, throw some Vaseline on the arms to clog the pores. This is my trick, folks, when I was playing um in Wisconsin in college. Uh, yeah, th- throw on some um Vaseline to cover some pores. Because, you know, as a running back, you don't want to wear sleeves. Mm-hmm. The ball will slip and fumble. So throw that on, and you're good to go. There we go.
0: I tell you what, I would love to see it. Like, how cool would that be to get your opportunity at that kind of level? And this wasn't the first time that this guy – Uh, was doing this even this month Mm. Uh, back on february 1st he suited up for the charlotte checkers which is the ahl affiliate for carolina Mm. against the toronto Marlies. he suited up he was on the bench but he never got in the game this time he gets in the game and it's at the nhl level i couldn't imagine how that guy's feeling like first of all he's 42 so i'm sure he was a little bit sore?
1: Yeah, a little creaks, a few creaks, you know. He had to had to stretch the bones out and get everything going. That's yeah.
0: wow. You know, and I know he played some high level of hockey back in the okay. day. He used to play juniors and stuff like that, but he'd never made it to the NHL, never made it to a real big time professional league. Right. That being said, he gave up uh, two goals on the first two shots he saw and then he settled in and was a brick wall for the rest of the night. And I'm like, how do you have that kind of mental toughness at 42? You didn't expect to play like even 20 minutes before this. And then you bounce back after doing what you did. You know, the goals came in early on. And all of a sudden, you win a game. You win an NHL game for your team. That's
1: wow. So he didn't give up any more goals after those first two? No, nope,
0: no. Nope. He gave up goals in the first two shots he saw and then eight saves the rest of the night. Eight saves. How about that? How about that? They might need to sign him for real.
1: <laughs> I don't care if he's 42. If he's getting the job done, he's getting the job done. Just like Saints, we're going to get Drew Brees back, even though he's 41.
0: I, I knew you were going to find a way to transition. Uh, oh, is definitely. this the first time we've had you on since Brees said he is coming back?
1: Uh, yes, I think you should so. should get your
0: thoughts on that, though.
1: That's, uh, honestly, I think it's, oh, man. If we're going to be 110% honest, our window for winning the Super Bowl is closing. Yeah. It's closing. So Breeze coming back. Breeze for the folks who don't know, Breeze had a significant injury, which is why um the, like the dolphins and people didn't draft him in the first place he had a mm-hmm. so, so the soldier shoulder shoulder wow i can't speak shoulder injury so he hasn't really, but since then he hasn't really gotten injured mm-hmm. until that week five, uh, week what was it week 3 when we played the rams um and then it was just the thumb he's not injured he he has the best offensive line in the league, top three, you know Dallas is yeah up right. There. Dallas is up there and Ravens, but top three offensive line. He doesn't take lots of hits. Um, he's pretty good with getting the ball away before he takes a hit. Mm-hmm. Like he's fine. He doesn't get hurt. He's fine. He can play. Now Tom Brady, on the other hand, that's a little different story. His offensive line is horrible, mm-hmm. so that's probably why he's a little tweaked, a little more damaged. But Drew is throwing well. He is. Drew's throwing well right now. He, NFL has him ranked the number four. Um, best quarterback um, in the league right now. It's, uh, above him is Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and uh, Patty yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. Yeah, 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 Patty Mahomes. I don't see why we can't bring him back um, one more year, give it a shot, and if it doesn't work, then obviously he'll probably retire and move on. But I think him coming back gives us just that little juice that the Broncos had when Peyton came back for that last year in Super Bowl 50. So when they won, except. I'm 110% sure Drew Brees will play possibly at an MVP caliber level. Peyton didn't play like that that year. You
0: think Breeze has still got it?
1: I think he still got it. I hope he, he
0: does. He was
1: on pace. He was in the MVP toss before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then after that, you know, he missed five games. But those missing five games were really good for him, too. I know,
0: but apparently once you get to this age, it changes so much from year to year. I mm-hmm. hope that he's making the right decision coming back, and he won't struggle this year, and we'll look at it as if, oh, boy, you should have retired at season's end. I hope that's not what happens because I like him, Mm -hmm. but like you said, for all the reasons you said, I don't believe that'll be the case because his O-line is great, he's got Michael Thomas, Mm -hmm. he's got a great complimentary piece out there, plus I think Jared Cook can be better. Uh, yeah, he can be a lot better than uh, he was this year. Yeah. His running game is going to be there. His defense is pretty darn good, and mm-hmm. he's got the head coach. That I mean, they should have done more in the postseason here in the last three years. <sighs> I know they were just snake bitten. Uh-huh. I would like to see Drew Brees contend for another one. So I mean, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but we can get it in here before the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe that this makes the Saints immediate favorites in the NFC, or where would you put them? Would you put any other teams ahead of them as far as being favorites right now?
1: And the NFC, mm-hmm. you, you st- you, I mean, you still got San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You still got San Francisco, and they're bringing back a lot of people. I think in, in some eyes it does, but it it may, in may, some analysts and some fans out there, it makes us as favorites. Of course, I'm going to believe we are the favorite, but if we're going to be all honesty, San Francisco, they did beat us mm-hmm. at home, straight up fair and square. If we get one more I, re- I was really upset when Greg Olson went to the Seahawks. Yeah. That killed me. I yep. was like, wow. Jared Cook needs a quality backup. I mean, we have a uh, Josh Hill, which is good. Mm-hmm. He's good. But Greg Olson's really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a, two, a great 2 tight end set that we could have had. We need to get a complimentary piece to Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. As people know, Michael Thomas has the most receptions since he's been in the league. Over 400 or mm-hmm. something like that around there. And he's never been hurt.
0: You can't guard Mike.
1: You can't guard Mike. He hasn't missed a game. He hasn't been hurt. Well, he's probably missed a game due to, you know, sitting out because they're going to the playoffs already, but he hasn't been hurt, which is a true blessing with the amount of targets that he gets and where he gets them, through the middle, all that stuff. But eventually it might catch up to him if we don't get a piece on the, on the other side.
0: Last thing here before we go to break, last thing on the Saints. Who is the quarterback of the future? Is it Teddy, is it Taysom, or is it somebody not on the roster? I, I Honestly, I think it could be Teddy. I, I think it could be, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure it will be. Sean Payton seems to like Taysom Hill.
1: See, Sean is a true offensive genius, so he could probably scheme up something. Mm-hmm. Taysom wouldn't be a Drew Brees type of quarterback. No. Not at all. He He may pass for – he may pass for – Possibly three thousand yards and something in a season, but you know he's not that. He's not that that quarterback, that that true franchise leading quarterback that I think Teddy Bridgewater was gonna be for the Vikings mm-hmm. until he got hurt. You know. Yep. Um. And I think Teddy can do that for us. I think he pr- provides he provides enough leadership, and with the coaching that we have, that will be able to stabilize him. As a franchise quarterback throughout his career, he doesn't have to be too over the top like Drew Brees was throwing for 5,000 yards in like season after season after season, but he could get 4,000 over 20 touchdowns, possibly stuff like that. He can be a franchise quarterback for us if we decide to take him. So I think we could do either. But I'd rather have Teddy.
0: Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, we'll break down the new NFL CBA, plus Celtics, Lakers, Fury, Wilder, all that and more next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith. Glad that you're along the new NFL CBA that's not yet through. This is the weird thing about it, Tyree. Mm. The collective bargaining agreement is set to expire, and the guys who constructed the proposed CBA then voted against the CBA 6-5. to five. So what's mm. on the table would be that the NFL regular season would expand to 17 games, mm-hmm. the preseason shortened to three. There would be an extra playoff team in each conference, so 14 teams would make the postseason. I think what's holding the players back, though, is that they would not be getting the same amount of money for game seventeen that they would per game in the first sixteen games. And It'd be like this: let's say that Tom Mogish, our general manager, mm. you know, his office across the hall. Let's say he pays me fifty dollars for every sports bet. This is totally hypothetical. So by <laughs> the end of the, by the end of the week, I'll have two hundred fifty dollars. Mm. But then he says that. I want to start a Saturday sports pen. I want that to be on Saturdays, too. Mm -hmm. So I say, all right, fine. And he says, but I'm only going to pay you $25 for that show. And I'll say... No, I don't like that, Tom, because why am I doing the same amount of work and getting paid less? I'll be I'm not losing any money. I'm I'm getting actually a bigger paycheck, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting paid more for that extra show. It's the same way with the players here. They're like, "Why are we not getting paid for game 17 as much as we would be for the first 16 games per game?" Ultimately, you know, and I get where they are coming from with that. Ultimately though, Tyree, they're not losing money. They mm-hmm. are getting an extra paycheck. It's just not as big as it normally would be if they paid all games the same. All Ultimately, right. I think that's why the players will eventually say yes to the CBA.
1: I think they'll say yes to it because number 1, it gives teams like the Los, like the Las Vegas Raiders, um, Las Vegas, who else was right out? Cleveland Browns a chance to sneak in there. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's really it's based on what's more important for the franchise. So, I, I, honestly, they're still getting paid. Mm-hmm. They're still getting um a ch- to play in the NFL. Why? And they're getting a chance to make to shine more, still get more money, and have a chance to get in their team in better position in the postseason. Because mm-hmm. they're only going to have one team with a buy now, right? Uh, that is great. It is. That is great. Absolutely. Um. What's a call. So I think they'll eventually say yes. Yeah, you may not be getting paid as much, but think of the other incentives that come with it.
0: I tell you what, if the uh, playoff format as it was, was in place this year, the Steelers and Rams would have made it. Then you think about some of the matchups we could have got. The Packers wouldn't have gotten a bye. They would have had to play the Rams and Lambeau, which they probably should win, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. be easy. Right. And then you would have the Steelers going to Arrowhead, and I don't think that would have changed. I think the Chiefs still would have probably won, but that would have been a mm-hmm. good game. And And, and in all honesty Tyree it's extra football it's more meaningful football games i didn't miss a playoff game this year. I watched every game of the postseason because same. I love it I, I would have done the same thing if they would have added two more games and I think ultimately that's what the NFL is going for here they're adding extra football more meaningful football
1: because a lot of the, you know the past few years a lot of fans have been tired of free season even we, we get the Hall of Fame game and we're like all right, but it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. so but like we're, we're tired of meaningless games and we want we want to see different teams um, in the playoffs. We want to see different teams have a real shot and whether you think it's the best team or not, that's not the point. The point is to they, they like upsets people like upsets people like the media likes things to talk about mm-hmm. and that will give that will give the media things to talk about that'll give fan bases it's also helping fan bases because people that don't really go to the playoffs they lose fans every year and they go to the playoffs you may gain some more fans so that's good for um the nfl teams it's good for fans it's good for the media um on the bodies of an athlete being one it may it it's tough it's a little tough but depending on how you do during the regular season you could probably just sit out that game either way Mm -hmm. so you need to do good in the regular season which is the same thing you need to do either way it's just giving you one more opportunity so it's great i haven't played in nfl um personally so obviously my opinions um definitely limited here but i play football and i think it's really good i think it could be fun and that's what we care about as well. Fun.
0: What I'm curious to see here is how they manage a 17-game schedule as far as home and away because somebody's going to get an extra home game and someone's going to get an extra away game. Normally, we've had it split 8-8. Eight and eight, So I wonder how they manage that. If it's like... Even-numbered years, the AFC teams will all get nine home games and play eight on the road. And odd-numbered years, it's the NFC team, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or I wonder if this means the NFL is going to try and play more neutral site games like outside of the country, more London games, like every team has to play one London game. Uh, Someone has to play in Mexico City, Mm -hmm. and they start doing more of those international games. What I would kind of like to see is almost like Notre Dame does this thing, uh, the stadium series, where every year they play, it's technically a Notre Dame home game, but they play at the a neutral site, and they play it like an NFL stadium, and it's basically for recruiting. You know, they, they make it a big event, and they have special jerseys for it. I wonder if the NFL would ever consider something like that, but they would do it at, like, a college stadium. Like, I, I get it, you know, they probably wouldn't because of attendance and stuff like that. It'd be a significantly smaller crop of revenue from attendance, but if you played in, like, a really iconic college football stadium or something like that... That might be something that people could get into. I don't think that'll happen, but Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to try and balance it out more with more neutral site games, or if they're going to start to you know do that thing where they alternate every year between the AFC or NFC who gets the extra home game.
1: Well, it could be. Well, that that doesn't sound bad actually, because I know a lot of teams. You know, Florida State and uh, is it Florida State, Georgia and Florida? They played a neutral site. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly where. Um, Bethune Cookman, and FAMU, these are uh, historical black colleges. When they play each other, they play at a neutral site in Orlando. Um, so, like, things of that sort, that could help. But maybe they may go on the route of who had the better record. Mm-hmm. So, who had the, the you know best records, you know, they'll probably get that one extra home game. Mm-hmm. Um, enough of them to, you know, make it all even out. Um, that depends. That's going to be interesting how they do that. Because I know we should, we know who the teams are going to play next year. Mm-hmm. We just don't know the actual schedule. But if this goes through, because then it will be implanted in the next season, Mm -hmm. well, the people who make the schedule are going to have a lot of work to do. That's going to be something.
0: And that's really interesting what you just brought up there, Tyree, is that maybe they go based on record who gets another home game. What if they decide that based on incentive? What if it is incentive-based and how you finish the previous year just like it determines a draft order, Mm -hmm. it could determine whether you get an extra home game or not. So the top 16 teams in the standings they all get that extra home game the next year. What if they did that and it was incentive based?
1: That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. That could that, that would be good. Um, it'll definitely make it tougher on the teams mm-hmm. below that. But it's only it'll, it'll only be the first season of it. So and you that's know
0: something the NFL would do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it could be something they will do. You know they can always change it the next year to see um, what would be the best fit for it. They'll also probably change it to see. If that 17 game thing even works, or if the extended playoff even works, um, so I think it'll be. I think next year, because I, I honestly I think this will get pushed through. I think it's going to be a lot of trial and error next. A trial and error next year.
0: Tanner so. Hoops, Tyree Smith, with you. Glad that you're along. Before we hit the break. This weekend we had maybe the biggest boxing match in the heavyweight division since two thousand and two Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. This weekend, we had Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury Now I tell you what i 'm not that big of a boxing guy. What about you, Tyree you like oh man you got to love boxing it 's fun it 's fun to watch
1: it's, it, it it's fun when 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 the when the people that are competing are really good at
0: it is it fun enough that you want to pay for pay per view because it 's not for me. Ooh.
1: Depends on who is playing, or who who's um who is in the match. You know, I paid for the um, I paid for the Mayweather-Pacquiao. Yeah.
0: I did too. You see, Back yeah, 2015 yeah. I did. That hey, was see. the last fight I paid for, and it wasn't worth the money. You didn't pay for the Conor McGregor Mayweather? No,
1: really? No. Oh, I would I, I didn't have to pay for that see, one.
0: Fight fighting boxing. It just doesn't interest me that much. Mm. I mean, it, it's something that I do pay attention to because I feel like I'm missing out on something. Like I mm. need to know. for for the cultural references it's like (laughs) why do people who don't like football have Super Bowl parties Uh, so you know drink with friends but you don't need to do that only on the Super Bowl if you want to drink with friends and have a party you can do that any night of the year People have Super Bowl parties because the Super Bowl is such an iconic event. It's part of our culture. That's the way I feel with boxing and fighting. I'm just, I'm not going to study it or pay attention to it. But mm-hmm. I feel like I do need to at least kind of check in and know what's going on because it is such a big part of our culture right now. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't much of a fight. It went seven rounds, but it whew, was man, not. And Fury dominated that one. And there Tyson was Tyson
1: was not playing. Wow, there my. Goodness! The
0: hits, mm-hmm.
1: the uppercuts. Oh, did you see the part where he licked his blood? You <laughs> he saw He said he was going to do that too. Good. Oh my goodness! The disrespect, man. That 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 was over. That was over after that.
0: Did you hear Max Kellerman and what his take on the fight? What have you? Max Kellerman essentially says. That if he dies, he dies like Yvonne Drago. Like Kellerman did his best, Yvonne <laughs> <Ivan> Drago. <laughs> wow! And he just sounded like a crazy person when he's talking about this. And Kellerman has been obsessed with boxing since he was like fifteen. Right. Everyone's talking about it was a great stoppage. Honestly, I understand why they stopped it. Right. The heavyweight championship of the world is the one time where I understand when the fighter says, "I'm willing to risk my life y- to do should. this." He should. Yeah. To, to, I'm willing to sacrifice on the altar of greatness? Yes. I think the corner has to take that seriously. And Deontay has the kind of power, even though he looked like he was I about to topple, that. he was dangerous until the end. Every even second. if it looked like he wasn't, the no, man has uh, I, unnatural he, power. He, he was they should have stopped that fight earlier than they did, in my opinion. I get it that you want to keep the show going, but mm-hmm. once Wilder starts bleeding out of his ear... To me, that's probably when that fight should have been stopped.
1: And it wasn't from, uh, from a Mike Tyson bite, I'll tell no. you that. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past Fury to bite somebody's ear. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. If, if anybody didn't know, Tyson, uh, yeah, Mike Tyson bit somebody's ear.
0: And Tyson Fury is just some kind of... He's an interesting character because mm-hmm. he is... He, hes you know, he's struggled with mental health. He's been becoming advocate for that, and you see that, and you're like, "Oh, well, I want to like this guy." You know, he's doing such amazing things, and then he'll go on a string of homophobic slurs and not care who's around or who's going to hear it and everything. And you're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't support this guy," but mm-hmm. you can get away with it in boxing, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And then he, I mean, he doesn't look like he. Actually, if you were to put those two side by side, and they were a number of times wilder, wilder looks wilder. like he's in better shape
1: he looks like he's in better shape he's big he's lengthy i'm i'm surprised of the amount of um he didn't get as amount of hits as i thought he was going to because mm-hmm. his length is so long mm-hmm. and he's um he how many pounds did he gain something like 20, 20 20 pounds yes he was like 213 something around there and i was just like wow 231 and he still looks like that mm-hmm. but when you watch the fight he was a little, a little slow. He was. he was. A little slow. So I was like, okay, maybe that weight gain wasn't too good. Stephen A. Smith also said that, too. Maybe the weight gain wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But, like, you wouldn't have expected that looking at them both. I did not expect Tyson.
0: I mean, Wilder was toned. Fury looked a little bit like Nikola Jokic. Up there, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he did not look toned tad in bit, any sense. tad bit. But yet he was the and it was the thing I think it was confidence, honestly, Tyree, because mm-hmm. Fury showed absolutely no other emotion than confidence that night. Even going out and singing American Pie for like seven minutes afterwards. Like yeah. it was total bravado from him.
1: And Wilder came out on the throne, he had all of this, um, all everybody is saying he's gonna win, backing him, all this energy, but the energy didn't transfer to the ring because he got he was getting knocked out, folks. Mm-hmm. He was getting blows left and right. One hit hit him in the jaw, started bleeding. Good I didn't uh, I was really shocked. I looked and I was just like This isn't happening. 'Cause how I can't remember the age difference. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the age difference. But Wilder's that was his first loss ever in his career. Mm-hmm. He's not old, folks. Wilder's no. not old. Fury Fury's a little older. Mm-hmm. He's a little older. But you just wouldn't have expected that. But you know.
0: Dinner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Let's take our next time out. we got a lot of basketball to get to in the back half of our show. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pan. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, with you. Glad to have you along. Here's your Sports Center update. Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Madison Bumgarner has been secretly competing in rodeo competitions under the name Mason Sanders, according to a new report from the Athletic. Would you have ever expected that? I'm sorry, Mason Saunders. I read that wrong. Mason Saunders was Madison Bumgarner's pseudonym.
1: All right, now that's ain't that something.
0: He was eventually exposed when reporters followed up on the results from a competition in December in which Mad Bum won twenty six thousand dollars. Wow! They're like uh, we got to find out who this Mason Saunders is. And it <laughs> turns out to be Madison Bumgarner. Basically, huh? Interesting. Isn't that a contract violation? Like they're. Like if you sign an NFL deal, they'll right. put it in your contract. You can't ride a motorcycle or anything too dangerous. I can't imagine the Diamondbacks signed Bumgarner to what they did, knowing that he's competing in rodeo.
1: I don't know. That's a. There may be there. You, there he might get a fine. Definitely a fine or something like that.
0: Mason Saunders. <laughs> I mean, he could have done a better job with a. Fake name. With, a fake name, with a fake name. I think he could have done uh, He probably better. just
1: came up with that on the spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, let's see. NHL trade deadline. Way too many of these for me to list off, so I'll give you some of the highlights. The Red Wings have traded Andre Athanasiu and Mike Green to Edmonton in exchange for Sam Gagne, Kyle Bronziak, and three draft picks. Some other highlights. The Washington Capitals acquire Yaya Kovacek. The Carolina Hurricanes pick up Vincent Trocek. The New York Islanders get John Gabriel Pajot. The Florida Panthers receive Eric Howla. And the Pittsburgh Penguins land Patrick Marlowe. I was so happy about that one. I texted Michael this morning. <laughs> Just eats his heart out. He sends me back a heart and says... Take good care of him. He's a treasure.
1: He's a treasure. Uh, look at Michael. E- even though his competition, you know, gaining somebody, trying to care. Michael,
0: I-, I feel bad talking about hockey with Michael because the Sharks He's are in a such Sharks a bad fan. place. <laughs> they spent, like, I don't know how many draft picks on Eric Carlson and Mm. he's great but you're not winning so does it matter? Does it matter? Yeah. And now they are years behind. They have sunk like all their draft picks into him. It's kind of like what the Bears did with Khalil Mack. They sunk all their draft picks into this guy.
1: Hey, well... well Khalil's also top three uh, defensive player in the league. Well, so's Carlson. Yeah, that's fair. But the
0: Bears are winning more than the Sharks are.
1: They they, they are winning more. Mm -hmm. They they, they were just in the playoff. I won't talk about the kick. (laughs) I won't talk about the kick. But, yeah, you know.
0: Uh, These were not trades, but they're significant. Chris Kreider signed a seven-year extension with the Rangers today. And Jets D-man Dustin Bufflin is out for the year. Mm. And finally, a company called MSCHF, or Mischief, has developed and is selling a cuss collar. It is a patent leather dog collar that plays pre-recorded swear words up to 800 decibels every time your dog barks. What? <laughs> Can you read that last part again? It, uh, it is a patent leather dog collar that plays pre-recorded swear words up to 80 decibels every time your dog barks. Why would I want that? <laughs> why wouldn't you want that? It'd be fun. Why, why would I want my, my sweet
1: little dog to be, to be cussing at me? Wow. What about the
0: mailman? Uh, See the mailman that, my, coming, your dog is just, I can't actually say anything yeah. on air,
1: <laughs> Don't want Yeah, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. My dog actually doesn't bark at the mailman. You have a dog? Uh, his name's CJ. CJ? What
0: kind of dog is CJ? TJ tj
1: for tyree jr
0: oh you're one of those people uh-huh
1: <laughs> tj smith folks he's in florida i would never <laughs> oh, bring him up here
0: i was gonna say i wondered why you know because i've been to your place and i haven't yeah. seen a dog there before and yeah you know, my, my two dogs are still in iowa too so mm-hmm. i feel you on that
1: yeah i wouldn't bring them up why would i do that it's he's too in, cold it's too cold i don't I, I already don't like seeing dogs outside when it's like 10 degrees or, or below. It's Without a jacket, put the put a jacket on the dog. <laughs> no, nah, nah, TJ couldn't do that. He, he would flip.
0: But so. right now, with the 40 degree temperatures, what have you, now all kinds of people are out walking their dogs. So if you're a dog lover like I am, mm-hmm. I love this weekend and the weather here because now everybody and their dog hits the streets because they want to take advantage of this. So everywhere mm-hmm. I look, I see a dog. Yeah, that's I love true. that.
1: I see it when I was driving um, on my way here today. I was seeing dogs everywhere. I was like, "All right, it's a nice day and it's sunny." We we're getting it three days in a row. Mm-hmm. Three days, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, and then the snowstorm. Why you had to bring that back up? <laughs> Come on, Tanner. We were, we were we were going well, and now I'm sad again. What kind
0: of dog is TJ?
1: He is a Shih Tzu mixed, oh, with, really? yeah, mixed with something, because I'm actually allergic, so mm-hmm. I have to um, have a hypoallergenic dog.
0: You're allergic to your dog?
1: No, 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 to um, dogs that shed.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. TJ doesn't shed. My neighbor used to have a Shih Tzu. Really? Yeah, they're fun dogs.
1: They are, they mm-hmm. are. They're not like chihuahuas that will like... <laughs> Looking me evil and then try and bite my finger off. They're smaller dogs. Yeah, yeah, they're very small. Um, you, you know, very e- easier to take care of, but they need a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. That's fine. Yep, that I, works. I'm okay with giving them my attention and not like a girlfriend. I'll spend like all my money. So there you go. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom.
0: Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, with you. Glad that you're along as always. We got a lot of basketball to get to. First and foremost, yesterday Celtics Lakers. Yeah, and that was a fun game. Right down to the. End. The Lakers win 114 to 112. You all know I'm a Celtics fan. Tyree's a fan of, of uh, whoever LeBron plays for.
1: Uh-huh, so we Lakers right now. We are
0: <laughs> Lakers right now. I tell you what, I don't know if either of those two teams are going to win their conferences. The Lakers have a, certainly have a better shot than the Celtics do, but it feels right in the basketball world. It just feels right when those two teams put on a show like they did yesterday. Those two iconic franchises.
1: Larry Bird, uh, Johnson Larry Magic. baby. It was great. It was uh, Yesterday it was I honestly I didn't even know they were playing until mm-hmm. um earlier that day. Mm-hmm. So like around the, um the afternoon time 12, I was like they play. <laughs> Aw, snap. It was going to be a good one because they got blown out by them earlier that mm-hmm. year. Wasn't good. But um, also, they were missing Kemba Walker. They were. so, uh,
0: But Jason Tatum with 41.
1: I, a lot of the game was based around Jason because he started getting hot. Mm-hmm. And Lakers had no answer for him. No. Had no answer. I don't know what it was, but defense wasn't pressed. Jason was be able to get past um, – um, Messing his name, Bradley, Bradley,
0: Bradley, yeah.
1: Bradley, we was getting past Bradley Rondo, Rondo was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rondo was a good piece in that game. Um, overall, my take from that game was Le- LeBron needs the ball in clutch moments. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis doesn't score too much in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. If you look at the stats, he doesn't score too much. He doesn't average a lot in the fourth quarter. He gets all of his points, you know, first three quarters and like, we have a lot of pieces around um, Kuzma. Kuzma, we were thinking about trading him, yep. and he had over 16 points. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Um, but my only worry is that if Kimba actually played that game, we, we might have been in trouble.
0: I I would like to see that again. I hope we get another matchup like that, especially the way it went, because today was a celebration of life for Kobe Bryant and his Mm -hmm. daughter Gianna. What better way to honor Kobe than the performance that was put on yesterday by both Mm -hmm. those teams? And Bill Russell, Mr. Celtic, shows up wearing a Kobe jersey. I know. That was
1: awesome, Mm -hmm. Matt. that was the
0: ultimate sign of respect, right
1: there. You know, Bill. If, if anybody knows about Bill Russell, he he doesn't really care too much. He does <laughs> he does his own thing. So to see that, that was awesome. That was really awesome. Because today's two twenty four twenty. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a date, man. That's a date. Um, what's it called? But yeah, no. Yesterday it was good. It was great for the basketball world. Um, also also seeing Zion doing how, how he's doing is mm. great for the basketball world. They play they play um, this week, Lakers and um, Pelicans, so yeah. that'll be a fun game. But yesterday it was ju- it showed you how scary the Celtics are going to be. Yep. The- Tazenham is only 21. Mm-hmm. I still can't wrap my head around that How's- he's only 21 years old. Kemba is still in um, mid 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Jalen Brown. Um, what, and then Gordon Hayward,
0: he's probably about thirty-ish. No, he's probably twenty-nine, thirty, something like that.
1: I'll get. I'll give him that twenty-eight to thirty range. Okay, twenty-eight to thirty. I'll have to look it up after. Mm-hmm. Twenty-eight to thirty. Um, that team is going to be scary good. And if you remember when LeBron played, um, when when LeBron was on the Cavs and he played them in, the, in that in that game Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals. All, it was like they had Terry Rozier, Scary Terry, all of them. The kids were going at LeBron like the dad, and LeBron had to had to show him up. This time, the kid's a little grown up now, and it's a little different. It was fant- one of the best games I've seen this season.
0: Definitely. I knew the game was over with 28 seconds left when Reb- uh, Rebron, when LeBron got the ball. <laughs> near the right elbow. Tatum was playing outstanding defense on him, Mm -hmm. but LeBron does that move. And you know what move I'm talking about? Because Mm -hmm. I saw it develop, and before he even turned his back around and was facing the basket again, I knew, I said it, oh no, LeBron is going to put the Lakers ahead with this shot. When he does that kind of spin move and fades away, Mm -hmm. you know he's getting it. And from that point... I knew the Lakers were going on top. They wouldn't give up the lead after that. I will say though, and I'm not pitting the loss on uh, anybody but the players on the floor. The officials were not good in the down the stretch. They they
1: weren't. At first, they were getting on the Lakers, then they wanted to get a little bit on the Celtics at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that all, <sighs> the
0: okay. technical foul was
1: really bad. Yeah, Brad Stevens never talks. Huh? No. Like he's such a nice guy and I was like, "Why did you why'd you call that tech?" Mm-hmm. Like he you can't
0: he, do it at that point in the game.
1: Yeah, I know. And that's why I was looking at I was like, "All right, officiating. That's a little I understand Lakers are home and stuff like that, but it's a little a little sketchy uh, that you guys did that." The only the only one that um, I was super sure about was that offensive um that offensive call in a few seconds that when Tatum took the last shot mm-hmm. um, that um that he had called well. Oh, called well open the throat, yep. that was about it. That it was, was awesome. offensive, yeah. But besides that, they should have just let him play.
0: You know, it's like, that technical foul did not end up deciding the game, mm-hmm. but it very well could have. Uh, had a few things going differently. And the NBA wonders why ratings are down this year, and they want to pin it on LeBron and Kawhi, and this, most of the stars are playing out in the West, you know, and it's uh, it's like 10 o'clock here in the East Coast on <laughs> weeknights, what have you, when they tip off. Right. They don't want to accept the fact that Too many times an official inserts themselves into the outcome of a game and that didn't end up being the case yesterday, but it very well could have. The officials put themselves in the position to decide that game.
1: Yeah, that's why it's like mm, you don't. Mm, that's why down the I, I wish down the stretch mm-hmm. and they would they would just let the players play. Yeah. They will let the players decide. Um, maybe if it's an obviously obvious blatant foul, mm-hmm. like a hit in the face or something like that, sure. But come on, there is um. There was one play um, when LeBron was driving. I can't remember who um, was defending, but they called it offensive, mm-hmm. and the defender was still moving. Yep. He was just moving with him. It was just good defense. It was a normal play. And, and it was, oh, my goodness. I think they need, a, they need to really look at what goaltending is yep. as well. They missed that. That was getting so annoying. I don't know. The, the refs now are just are, are, are showing too much power.
0: At least in NBA. Tanner Hoops, Tyrese Smith with you. Did you love how the Bucks, without playing, clinched a playoff spot? Yesterday, I saw it. they were idle, and now they're the first team into the postseason. And it's February. Yep, 55 days until the playoffs start. This is the earliest a team in 15 years has clinched an NBA playoff spot. What was the team before that? I can't remember.
1: I don't either. Yeah, but they said that, and I was just like, already? Yep. Like, but now they're now they're fighting to keep number 1 basically. Basically. Uh, yeah. They're
0: 48 and 8.
1: Yeah, Toronto's right behind them though. Mm-hmm. To- who would have thought that?
0: I I don't know. Who Toronto's
1: would've... still on their heels. They're they're still doing well. Um but uh they're going to be number 1. They I think they're going to be number 1.
0: I need to put this on a t-shirt because I say it so much. Mm-hmm. You know what Nick Nurse can do? What what he can coach. Oh my! You do say coach. that. <laughs> you do
1: say that, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, he can coach, but I mean, well, goodness, goodness, Tanner.
0: That, Tanner Hoops and Kyrie <laughs> Smith with you. Let's take our last time out. We got more in the NBA next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at four on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. If you missed any of the show today, it's available on demand at ESPNUP.com or get our free mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. We've got Westwood Patriot Boys basketball tonight on ESPNUP. I'll be in Gladstone, 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15 tip right here on ESPNUP and online with our app. A lot of basketball to get to including what happened last night with the Dwayne Wade Life Unexpected documentary coming out. It's special to us here at ESPN-UP because we were contacted by ESPN HQ out in Bristol, and they sent us a tape uh, of the film, and they said that we were allowed to host a private screening of it before the rest of the country got to see it. So we did so yesterday morning. Our thanks goes out to Thomas Theater here in Marquette. They were in there. Uh, well before 10 a.m. and getting things set up for us so we had a screening yesterday at thomas theater at 10 a.m. the theater had their staff there, concessions were there i mean you could get dipping dots while you watch this movie they went all out for us and uh we invited the local high school teams and a bunch of area players and everything out here tyree just mouth dipping dots because he's upset he didn't go even though he was invited
1: i i i I was invited but 10 a.m. folks, oh, man. 10 a.m. on a Sunday. I was just, I that, that's 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 getting ready for church time. But but my I, I slept past my alarm a little bit, and I was just like, uh, uh, you missed the dip and dots. I missed the dip for free. I'm uh, I'm extremely dip and
0: dots still slap.
1: Oh, they slap. They really oh do. my goodness. Let me tell you something. No cap. They're amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. T- Dippin' dipping dots at 10 a.m.
0: Why not? Well, we got to share that with the local basketball teams and their coaches. Ben mm-hmm. Olsen from Gwynn actually wore his Dwayne Wade jersey to the screening. I thought that was really? a power move. That's a flex move, Benio. That is. He came out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, we got we got oh man, we got all kinds of teams there. I know both the Westwood girls and boys were there. Okay. Nagani had both girls and boys. Gwynn had both girls and boys. Marquette girls were there. I think a few of the other teams. Had a couple of representatives, but by large, most of the teams came as a team, and a few brought their families, and even some of the JV players. And we put on a good little party out at Thomas Theater yesterday. So, man, it was a lot of fun, and it was a great movie—the whole D Wade Life Unexpected uh, documentary. It mm-hmm. was wonderful, and I hope most of our listenership. Was able to catch it last night on ESPN. Did you see any of it?
1: Uh, just a little bit, just a little bit. I was on. I I was a, a tad bit disappointed um, when I heard that they didn't really touch on his time in Cleveland, even though it was really short. Mm-hmm. And they expected a lot. You know, they expected a lot out of it, but it was really short. They didn't talk about. Um, how him and Gabrielle split for a little bit. and Well, they did
0: talk about that.
1: Yeah, but they didn't go into detail about, you know, he has another child with another woman. They
0: did, they did talk about that, though. I mean, what else is the story there?
1: I, I mean, like, like, okay, in some documentaries, you know, they go into big detail about um, the love life or something like that. I just... It was it was weird that it happened, because I, I recently actually found out about that for some reason. My mind completely blocked it off. Mm-hmm. So I wanted him to talk maybe a little bit more on it, but um, overall, great job.
0: I mean, I knew a lot about Dwayne Wade from a basketball standpoint, right. but this film was maybe 20% basketball, and the rest was giving you a look at his story, which I really didn't know a whole heck of a lot about, mm-hmm. but he's got a fascinating story. Like, I never knew that his... Uh, his upbringing was in such a desolate part of Chicago yeah. where drugs were prevalent, and the police put a gun to the back of his head when he was a little boy. Like I, I had no idea about all this stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why he. That's why he chose Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's why he cho- you forget that he, he he was a Chicago bull, folks. Mm-hmm. You forget that. That's why he wanted to go back home. But yeah, I guess he, his real home's Miami now. But yeah, that no, that part was. Um, that part was interesting just to learn about, but um, a lot of athletes, a lot of athletes that um, grew up in Chicago area, been through um, traumas and situations like that. So it's not to be unexpected. Um, but you know, he never really talks too much about his private life because Dwayne Wade was never that that outspoken cat that everybody knew about, like like Shaq or something like that. Um, he kept his private life real private and well, stuff so. and I don't,
0: I don't know if he shut people out i guess he was open to it if they wanted to talk about it yeah. and somebody just decided you know this is worth talking about now yeah it's a yeah good story
1: he just wasn't some. he wasn't just someone i always loud. that he that wasn't was, gonna
0: offer it to that, you there know. you go
1: that's mm-hmm. what i mean there you go that was all, all like out there blasting out his um his um personal business and stuff like that like other um athletes are into like old Conor McGregor Mm -hmm. old Conor McGregor he's not like that anymore folks but like old um, older um, things like that so you know
0: you know because he played with some guys like uh, LeBron and Shaq who had no problem putting their own brand out there yeah
1: yeah well LeBron was good LeBron never had a Negative brain or anything. He makes score. Well,
0: maybe in twenty ten he did for a little bit, taking his talents to South Beach. I think he did get a little oh. bit of a bad rep for that. Oh, okay. he comes back from it. He has. If you want to count that as a bad rep. I think the most of us can agree that was bad. That was not a good moment for LeBron. Do you think that was a bad moment? I don't think it looked good. Why? I, I think it looked like a bad image. I think it was a bad public image. I think a lot of the world saw him as a villain for a little bit after that.
1: Really? Yeah. Because he chose to leave Cleveland?
0: I think the way he did it. Uh, the, the ESPN came up to him with a decision. I know, but I'm just saying how the world viewed him. I mean... The world viewed him as a villain, and it didn't help that the Heat became a dynasty with uh, <laughs> the way that he, him and Bosch and Wade were able to run the league. That didn't help, but you're right, his public uh, perception has bounced back significantly. It's like it, it, you know, it's like Hulk Hogan. You know, he is the good Hulk Hogan, the one that wears yellow when he's with Cleveland. He is the New World Order Hulk Hogan wearing black when he's in Miami. <laughs> 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 oh, okay Tanner
1: that's that's <laughs> wow that's something that's something let me tell you folks something all right I thought when LeBron did that well I was also um Florida at this time mm. I thought it was great um what's it called I did what what did you want him to do why would you go back to Cleveland I couldn't even name you the five starters he was with
0: at the time like he had nobody oh Anderson Verjao is nobody Eric Snow is nobody are they nobody, Tanner? I'm being facetious. I know <laughs> he wasn't
1: gonna win a title with them, so he went to South Beach and played with with the Hall of Famers right there. Mm-hmm. Not 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 Mario Chalmers or Shane Battier, no. but but. Um, Chris Bosch. I like Mario
0: Chalmers, though. He was good for a while. He was one of my favorite players in the NBA. Oh
1: yeah, he was a great three pointer.
0: And I called it at Kansas. Remember, he was on that team. He was like the sidekick to Brandon Rush. I'm like mm-hmm. Mario Chalmers is going to be the only one of those two that pans out in the NBA.
1: Really? Yeah, he's not. A, but Mario's retired. Now. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was a number of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how old he is. He's not that old. though. No,
0: but he, no. But he wasn't a guy that was going to have one of those lengthy NBA lengthy. careers. Right, 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 right.
1: No. Um, I, I didn't, th- I didn't see him as a villain. I didn't see him as a villain. I, I thought it was great, in my opinion.
0: I tell you what, though, with Dwayne Wade, is he going to go down as the best player in Heat history? Now that there's ways to interpret that because LeBron played for them, Shaq played for them, but I don't think of either of those two as a Miami Heat player. First, I'm always going to think of LeBron in Cleveland. I'm always going to think about Shaq in LA. To me, Dwayne Wade is Mr. Heat. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think he's the greatest Miami Heat of all time. All right. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. It's Wade County. They didn't. They didn't name it. Uh, they didn't name it LeBron County or Shaq County or nothing like that. Wade County. It is Wade County. It's lit. It's actually titled that, folks. Like that's actually the name of the county.
0: They Um, had like a whole three day party for him this weekend with all his old teammates coming back, and mm -hmm. like it was Friday night, they were having a giant party, and Udonis Haslam was on stage, and he. Had had a few, and he was very hazy <laughs> with the microphone. You got uh, <laughs> uh Yesterday, the party continued, and then or, I'm sorry, Saturday, the party continued. Yesterday, it kind of limped into the premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a three day party for number three, and the film started at 3:30. And by then, everybody was hungover and ready to go home. Their heads were just pounding. It's kind of like you know when you have a like a like a brunch after a wedding reception
1: there you go that's kind of
0: what it seemed like
1: that's fair and and Dwayne deserved every bit of it Mm -hmm. such a great brought them three titles that's fantastic man it was awesome I, I I enjoyed watching the experience um the career of Dwayne it was it was great it was great he he's easily wait pause for a second. When you think of Shaq, you think of L.A. or or Magic?
0: I think of L.A. Really? Yeah, I mean, I do think of him with the Magic, but first I, I see him as a Lakers guy.
1: Okay, that's fair. So you you think of Dwight when you think of Magic with Dwight Howard, then? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. All right. We're good then. I like it. I'm I'm good with Tanner's opinions. Now, if this was Michael, you know, y'all folks know he gives hot takes. All right. He gives a lot of hot takes. So don't don't. I'm with Tanner on this one. Not with Michael. I'm Michael like would
0: come out here and say that he thinks of Michael Jordan with Charlotte rather than the Bulls. Uh huh. Yeah. He'll
1: th- he'll say he'll say I think of, when I think of Shaq, I think of the Phoenix Suns. I'll be like, excuse me, what? Yeah, hot takes. I right think of there.
0: Dwayne as a Cleveland Cavalier oh, or Magic, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Michael Jordan as a Washington Wizard.
1: Oh, my God goodness the fact that he oh my goodness he was still good the fact he was still good folks oh man did you
0: see the part of the movie with pat riley some of the interactions with him no i've never seen pat riley look more humbled than he i've always seen him as this business-like guy strong and confident yeah and he goes on the the documentary yesterday and he talks about how they made Dwayne Wade feel insulted with the contract offer they gave Chris Bosch as compared to him that they felt like they were snubbing him almost to the point where Dwayne wanted to go somewhere where they would value him or they wouldn't just say, you know, without LeBron we don't want you mm. and Pat Riley showed humility and said, Yeah, I've messed that up and I've just I'd never seen that part of Pat Riley before. That was one of the more captivating moments for me.
1: That's fair, yeah. Because I I do remember tad bits about that. Mm. Like like, why would you offer Chris Bosh more? <laughs> <What> <laughs> you to? give me my choice. I want Wade. Yeah, exactly. You can find another big guy. Yeah, and, and they, they were already talk. They were already talking about Chris Bosh being on the decline at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you you keep your center point, which is why Cleveland always wanted to keep LeBron, mm-hmm. but LeBron was. Very good, and wanted to be somewhere where that could transcend into him getting the championship i don 't think I think you have a better shot at the championship with Dwayne mm-hmm. than Chris in my opinion
0: and they offered bosh thirty million compared to ten million for dwayne he said that's ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous and pat riley that 's I think the only time i 've ever seen him publicly regret a business decision because for the most part. He's done a really good job down there in Miami. He's done better than probably 90-something percent of owners throughout NBA history.
1: Mm-hmm. He's he's good. He's good. But that one, that he should have had me in the room because mm-hmm. that was stupid. That was stupid.
0: Wow. And before the vultures get on me, Yenna, he doesn't own the Heat. I know, but he... Basically does. He basically runs that organization.
1: Basically, I was trying to think of a good, while well, you were saying that, I was trying to think of a good example of something like that. I
0: can't. Somebody who has more power than the owner.
1: Yeah. Uh, Danny Ainge. Bill Belichick.
0: Bill Belichick, yes. Yeah, yeah
1: there you go. Yep. Stuff like that. So. Bill
0: Belichick would absolutely fall into um, that category.
1: Uh, Bill O'Brien's getting up there. You think so? He's the head coach, he's the general oh, yeah. manager, like, he, <laughs> right. because
0: he has like every title except owner.
1: Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. which is not which is very unusual in the no. NFL. But yeah, something like that.
0: He's going to be the king of the Houston Texans at some point. I, at some point. <laughs> just like take away coach, GM and all those titles and just make him king. Mm-hmm. Like just say
1: Might as well. I mean, hey, they got to the um they got to the divisional. Mm-hmm. They got they didn't get they could have won yeah. at a point, got to the championship, but baby steps Baby Bill
0: O'Brien steps. continues his takeover of the Texans franchise.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, with you. We are out of time, man. It's always good having you here. You got anything coming up at ABC Ten? You want to plug?
1: Um, honestly, we 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 it, it's starting to get to the um, the playoffs of, of high school basketball. So we're really focused on that. We're really focused on that. Um, I did I did do a, a Valentine's Day sports trivia. Um, we're we're probably going to have another sports trivia coming up in here, and a couple of Weeks or so um, as the the uh, springtime starts rolling in right now um and yeah we're, we're we're getting ready for high school basketball baby it's gonna be a good one
0: hey March Madness sports trivia yeah.
1: oh he just gave me an idea <laughs> folks he just, wait on it guys it's coming it's That's coming for it's on its way
0: <laughs> it is March next week and it is the sports pen right now on ESPN UP for Tyree Smith I'm Tanner Hoops thanks for listening to ESPN UP WZM Marquette.